Good morning, everyone. Happy Wednesday, last day of January. 31 days in January, and it's past us. Now we're into uh, the leap month. Next, next, well, tomorrow we are. <laughs> tomorrow we start leap month. Uh, that'll be good. That'll be exciting. I mean, for someone who talks about days as the introduction to a show every day, like what day it is, leap month is a Super Bowl situation for me. It's like, it's, this, is what I'm, this is what I'm here for. And the actual Super Bowl is going to be in that month. So, <laughs> I mean, perfect storm. All right. Doug's been added. Qu quality content, Matt. Really, really yeah, quality yeah. content we got going on here. <laughs> you, got, you got to find something to talk about in the beginning. People, I think, expect a, a talk about the dates. So I was talking to somebody the other day who, who was doing a, uh, a 300 or uh, every day they want for 2024. Their goal is to do some sort of exercise. So, that could be mm -hmm. a run or a hit workout or, uh, yeah. you know, swimming, cycling, whatever. Uh, but something yep. every single day. And uh, he was like 365. He's calling, I think it's like uh, 20 minute, tw 20 by 365 or something like that. And I was like, you know, okay. you know, it's, it's leap year 366. <laughs> and you could almost like see his like, <laughs> like, like it, like the heart just broke his heart. <laughs> it was like, like he wanted to give up the whole goal. <laughs> Because that one extra like, day oh. would break his back. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it was. It was does he have T-shirts printed and stuff of three sixty five on it? Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. But it's just, like he was devastated that uh, that was this extra day that he didn't know about. <laughs> it's funny. funny. Uh, mm -hmm. I heard from two different sources yesterday. I, an email I got from my kettlebell guru guy, and uh, Holden mentioned it as well that the year is seven percent over as of yesterday. So whoa. That's crazy. Yeah, it was odd that the yeah it seems like it seems like a lot of a big number, but I was just surprised. To, I never hear that about how far mm -hmm. we in, are into the year, but twice yesterday. It's kind of a so good I way to think about the year, actually. Like, if you think about what you want to achieve yeah. or what you want to do this year, you know, for it to be seven percent over already, or like thirty percent or whatever, you know, think about the year that way. I think it's, it's kind of an interesting. It, it is way good. To do it. When I first saw the stat yesterday, my thinking was like. This is silly though, because it's not like my life ends when the year ends. It's just, it's just a, like I'm 7% done this just arbitrary thing, but you know, that's still a useful way to set goals and achieve things is give yourself yeah. a deadline. So, uh, yeah, so there we go. 7% and actually a little bit more now. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it. Um, all right. Good morning to, uh, Britters. Steven Dunn. I, Steven, I Steven, right yesterday. I thought maybe Steven has stopped watching the show. I didn't really know because he's always comes in, checks in a little bit, but now he's even caught up on yesterday's show. Oh, no, uh, no. Steven, Steven was here when I was out and he's on my naughty list because he was one of the ones who uh, joined in on the, uh, <laughs> joined yeah. in on the, <laughs> did he join in or he just, he just, oh just no, he joined back. in. He said, he, he, I forget what <laughs> I he said, know. but it was, it was some comment on, uh, <laughs> on how Isabella is better than Doug. So, <laughs> Man, who, who, I mean, yeah, you can go back. I don't think, maybe you don't realize you can go back and see all the comments and everything. You can go watch the <laughs> comments stream live. So people thought they could just yeah, say whatever they yeah. wanted about Doug. Uh, all right. Steven, I, Liverpool uh, coach has stepped down. That's big news in Steven's oh. world, I'm sure. I meant to text him about that uh, about, about a week ago, I think. All right. Good morning to Garuda Legends, Jody Shuck, uh, Kate, Matt O'Connor, Allie, and Britter says, do we need to make Team Doug shirts for redemption? I think there this is Team Doug 365. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need. Uh, uh huh. Yep. All right. Um, Doug, any good, interesting dinners or workouts or anything yesterday that we should talk about before we jump into the show? We have a good show today, but as you've probably seen, 
by the headline, should vegan restaurants put meat back on the menu? That's the controversy. We're, we pivoted to that away from the protein article because the protein article actually wasn't mm -hmm. so good. So uh, this is this one actually is good. But it, before that, Doug, uh, anything anything to catch up on here? No, I mean, my runs have been fairly standard. I'll have an mm -hmm. update on the 5K stuff soon, uh, but not yet. You know, here's something to talk about. Okay. Um, I've, I've decided to shift, you know, there's a lot of talk about happiness, right? You know, and mindfulness mm -hmm. and, and gratitude and how that leads to like living a happy, fulfilling life. Like what sure. is happy really, you know? So I've started yeah. to kind of, I've been thinking about, um, for some reason, this birthday is, is impacting me more than any birthday in recent memory. This okay. is like my thinking. 38 and, years uh, old, right? 38. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And one of the things, part of like what I'm thinking about is fit and, and kind of trying things. But one of them is I want to focus less on happy and more on fun. Mm. So like not fun at the expense of long-term health or long-term whatever, but like, what can I be doing that like, just, I want to have more fun. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, go skiing more, like doing things that bring more joy to, to me. And, uh, and, you know, like hanging out with friends or playing a game or yeah. something that just is not mindless, like scrolling or watching TV, but just uh, having actual fun where like time passes quickly and you're laughing yep. or you're into the flow state, your flow state. Yeah. Yeah. There, I saw, I watched a Ted talk about uh, fun. It was a woman arguing that we all need more fun in our lives. And she gave you mm. some ways to measure it, define what fun isn't. And she did mention scrolling phones. Um, so mm. I like that. I, I agree with you about the happiness thing. Like happiness sounds like something we should all want. And I think many people would say that is the purpose of life is to achieve as much happiness right. as you can during that period. Uh, but it's a very fuzzy term and it has different facets, right? There's like the short term, like if you think you are happy from, from maybe even scrolling a phone, right? In some right. moments yeah. that feels like that, that's what would make you happy. It's like, just get some quiet time to go do that. Uh, or drink alcohol. It, it, it make, gives you this feeling, but that's so different from like, the fulfillment you get from something that is harder to do. Um, and even, even something perhaps that is fun, or maybe it's a whole different category where you go skiing, right? Maybe not hard, but mm -hmm. it is, it does take some effort to make it happen. Uh, so yeah, mm -hmm. I like that. Tell me what you, tell me what you figure out. I'd love to hear if you find, uh, you know, the right definition of what fun really is and, uh, yeah. ways to do it. Cause I, I like that. I'm on board. When would you, what was the last thing you, you did that was fun? What'd you say? The first thing that comes to mind is Holden and I play this stupid soccer game in the house, but like I did when I was a kid, right? Where you, you like make up uh -huh. a game or you have something be the goal. Someone's the goalie crawling around on yeah, the yeah. carpet and diving uh -huh. all over. Like that's always fun. It makes me laugh in, in a fun way. And riding on roller coasters, similar feeling. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's more fun that I experience on a typical day. It doesn't have to be like joyful laughter, right? You can. Right. It doesn't have to be playfulness, right? Right. So. I don't know. Like I would it's say, hard to say. I'd say playing chess is fun, but I'm not really like laughing right. or like Definitely. anything like that. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I want to keep thinking about that. All right. Let us know where you habit. arrive. Because I like it. I will. I think it's, I think it's a nice, uh, nice goal. And How about you, you Matt? Quantify, anything you, you ate? We made pizzas yesterday. The pizzas that you uh, get on me for saying that I'm eating processed food, the, the whole food, uh, whole wheat, thin crust pizzas with uh -huh. we make we did one with tomato sauce and by the way i've changed my uh sprinkle cheese recipe added in some walnuts in with the cashews mm. make a little more bite i read because i saw another vegan parm recipe that had only walnuts and i thought that seems like too much walnuts but mixing it in so anyway 
put that on pizza. But we've also, when we, when we make these pizzas, they come in a two pack. Um, we've been making one Mediterranean style with like a hummus topping, calamata mm. olives, roasted red peppers, artichokes, arugula, balsamic drizzle. Uh, I think that's it. Maybe there's something else. Anyway, sounds like a lot like, of toppings to me, but it is not a topping. You're right. It's not a standard pizza at all. It's, it's more, I would call that a flatbread that mm -hmm. it's okay to put some toppings on there. It is a lot. It's a lot of flavors. I'll give you that. Not quite the pure uh, ness that I like, purity that I like of taste. But anyway, it's something different. And that's our, like, when both kids have soccer practice and no one can cook anything, that's what we do. And and it works out okay. Do, uh, do you use your pizza oven? You we do that, but that's a much more, uh, that's a much more involved thing. Like for this, we would just put it in the regular oven. But when Aaron right. wants to actually make the dough, you know, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll do pizza. And I think we probably do that once a month, probably have a pizza day. Yeah. Which is good. It's about what it should be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. All right. So anyway, there's uh, there's your little update. Uh, Steven says he does still love the show, and he's still a fan of Doug even. And he says, yes, right. we will miss Klopp. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Thank you, Steven. Uh, yeah, that, and the Liverpool coaches who Klopp is, he stepped up. Um, Britter says, I think doing something fun creates natural happiness versus trying to actually seek happiness. So that's interesting. Right, can maybe, mm -hmm. maybe happiness shouldn't be pursued as much as welcomed. Uh, and Mr. Jeffrey checks in with good morning, everyone. You know, I would say, all right, I haven't really thought about this, so I might, you might, I might be wrong, but you know, I'd say if you're having a lot of natural fun, then chances are you're doing it with community, you're doing some sort of activity that's somewhat fulfilling. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, like your soccer thing with your son, or like playing keep you up with a balloon, which is what I've been doing a lot with Chloe. Mm -hmm. I guess, that's not particularly filling, but you know, but I'm doing it with someone and it's bringing me joy. Yeah. Uh, well, like if you're, if you're doing a lot of things that are fun, you probably have a lot of the things that people seek for happiness, right? Community fulfillment right. purpose. Sure. So seek the fun and the happiness. You, get happiness. you may be right about that. I think, I think perhaps in that, the Ted talk I watched, uh, in her definition of fun, I think it said you couldn't be by yourself. It had, it was, it oh, generally really? was, it generally would not lead to the type of fun she was talking about, which isn't too. You could go skiing by yourself and have a good time Definitely. and have, have yeah. fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know I, if I agree I think, with that. Yeah, but I think that was in her, in her criteria. Anyway, I'm, I'm sure I'm mixing it up, but uh, yeah, I think it's all, I think that is all very wise, Doug. So many, many good insights will come from this for sure um all right i'm excited about the show today we have some fun things uh good weather report interesting stuff and a big discussion i think a big discussion about this vegan restaurant thing it sounds like a small issue but uh i think it's big all right here we go uh we talked about this probably four or five months ago colonel the robot powered meat-free restaurant that's from chipotle founder steve ells I think, I think it doesn't have to do with chipotle other than that um has now received funding from Two-star NFL players, one of whom, Doug, is our, the favorite of the show. Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields. All right. Uh, which uh, Veg Economist incorrectly states he is vegan here. We know otherwise. We know he is pescatarian now, uh, unless he's mm -hmm. going back, and I, I don't think so. Um, and New York Giants quarterback Daniel Jones, who I don't really know. Um, they've invested, which is kind of cool. Justin Fields, I guess that's part of his brand now, is being a guy who promotes plant-based things, or at least healthy things. Um this place is going to open soon in February 12th. That's in that's coming month, my Super Bowl month, uh, in the Flatiron District of New York City. 
315 Park Avenue South. Uh, it'll focus on lunch, opening only from 11.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. That's strange hours. Why not? If it's just robots, can't you just put it on all yeah, the time? Yeah, I know. Why don't keep it 24-7, man? <laughs> I don't know. Um, hmm. But here's, here's some details about this thing. Uh, it's got a robotic arm to handle food prep and a conveyor belt that will move dishes through the kitchen. Sounds a lot like Quiznos had, except they didn't have a robot arm. But they had a conveyor belt, and it was right there front and center. Uh, we know how that turned out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, just three workers are said to be required to add the final touches and package the order. Still sounds a lot like uh, Quiznos to me. Uh, <laughs> food will then be placed in cubbies to be collected by customers who order in advance via an app. So it'll be like a just... I wish there weren't three workers required because this just sounds like a sub shop. It really doesn't sound like right, that special right, at all. Right. Uh, like how I, many people are at Chipotle? There can't be that many more than three. Right. Five. I mean, I assume in the back there are a few people doing stuff that I don't see. But yeah. in the Quiznos, there's no back. It's just, I mean, I don't think. It's, yeah, just, it's yeah. just the people in front. So I don't know. I'm suddenly thinking this isn't so revolutionary. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Uh, but it is vegan. They're serving a meat-free fast food menu, including plant-based chicken sandwiches, burgers, salads, and more. And they want 15 locations in two years. So that, uh, that'd that be cool. I'd, I'm curious to check this place out and see see if mm -hmm. it is different from Quiznos. All right. Um, on to the next. Baltimore-based startup, Meet the Mushroom. That's M-E-A-T, the mushroom, has secured a $150,000 investment on Shark Tank from Kevin O'Leary and Lori Griner. I know who Kevin O'Leary is. I don't know who Lori Griner is. Though. Do you, are you a Shark Tank guy? Yeah, I've watched number a number of Shark Tank episodes. Lori is, uh, I think she's the QVC oh. um, specialist. Okay, I I can't picture. I can picture Barb. I think. Oh no, name. I am wrong about that. That's not. She's not the QVC one. Uh, I don't know, but she's she's on. She's been on. Oh yeah, no, Queen of QVC. There we go. Yeah, okay, QVC. Good. All right. Well, she now owns a piece of Meet the Mushroom. Uh, the investors got 33.3% in it. And uh, what this place makes, their their big product is shroom-making, which is like, like shrooms and bacon together. Uh, simple product, five ingredients, king oyster mushrooms, olive oil, natural smoke flavor, salt, and black pepper. You know what? This, this is exactly the recipe that I use when I make uh, shiitake <laughs> bake, and it's delicious. Uh -huh. So I'm not surprised that this is good. The king oyster mushroom, I guess, would let you have what they say here is a long strip of mushroom, uh, and you can't get that. But shiitakes, you just get little crumbles uh, once they mm. dry out. So that's that's a good innovation there. But that's that's what I put in there. I mean, olive oil, sometimes liquid smoke, but not always. You could put smoked paprika, add some smokiness to that. Well, you could use smoked salt, I guess, too. But salt, black pepper. I mean, they literally just took the recipe and just started making it. And now they now they're Shark Tank superstars, Shark Tank millionaires, maybe. Um, Apparently there All was an initial. Out. Their website is entirely sold out. Wow, look at that! Can't even get it. The Shark Tank effect, I guess. I, bet, I guess so. And I guess this would have aired if it didn't air yet. They wouldn't. You wouldn't know this. This doesn't. I had a friend who's who he uh, got some window thing on Shark Tank, and he went on. They didn't get funded, but couldn't tell yeah. anybody until the show came out. Hmm. Anyway, um, despite initial skepticism. Regarding the business's future, they uh, they they were won over. So I guess they probably tried it and said, "This is really good." Um, so you'll have to see that episode, Doug, and see what. Yeah, I'll have to check think. this out. I bet, I bet it's on there. So I bet we can find a clip. Uh, that's cool. That's yeah, thirty-three percent for one hundred fifty thousand dollars makes it feel like a pretty small company, but. Um, 
Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah, Maybe not right. anymore. No. Baltimore based. Yeah, I know. Like um I I'm a little surprised at this, honestly. I just I don't know. I don't know the Shark Tank people's like uh leanings, political leanings and all that stuff. I'm surprised they didn't take this as an opportunity to say, you know, vegan meat is dead. We don't this is bad. We this is this is a terrible business, it's not gonna work. Uh, so maybe that was the initial skepticism, and maybe, maybe then they were won over once they tasted it. Uh, it mm. is different from the other meats because it's real food. Yeah, and I think people food. want that. That's that's uh, definitely mindful of the trend back towards the, the vegetables, putting the veggies back in the veggie burger. If you saw this, would you buy it, or would you just go home and make your own? No, I think I'd buy it because of the the size of it. But I can get king oyster mushrooms at uh, Super G Mart, and now I'm going to do that. Now I have a great idea to make this and start a business. <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, I'd, I'd probably buy it and then try it and then say, I'm going to make that. I don't know. What about you? Are you into this idea? Yeah, I would try it. I would definitely try it. Yeah. I mean, it's remarkably good. That's the thing. At least if this is like the shiitake thing, and I'm guessing it is, I think shiitakes mm -hmm. really have a lot of that umami flavor. I don't know if king oyster mushrooms do. I'm just, the size of them makes me think that they would be like a little bit diluted in flavor. But I mean, it's like really good. I remember my dad before he was, even had attempted vegan diet, he he tried them, tried this thing I made. And he said, that is remarkably like bacon. And it really is. It's, it's amazing. Hmm. Why don't we so, see more of it? Yeah, I know. That's a good question. I don't know. Because it was too small. Now, now someone said, to, I'm going to do it out of the king oyster mushroom. Do you have to marinate it for very long? No, none. You just toss it in oil and salt and pepper. That's it. And it just goes in. Huh. It takes like 25 minutes. Hmm. All right. So people should try that. People listening should try that right now or today. If you have shiitakes in your house, you can do it. And then check back in tomorrow and let us know what you think. I bet not one person will do that. But if they do, <laughs> I'm going to be a fan of them. Because why not? Why would you try that? All right. Moving on. Uh, Each pack. To... All right. Sorry. Hold on. Okay. Each pack right. is $13. <laughs> well, I guess you got good profit margins there. Uh I don't know how much the king oyster mushrooms cost. I mean, this I'm gonna know. actually start. So that this seems. Stuff. I mean, thirteen dollars for a pack of bacon, and it looks like it's you know no bigger than I don't know a dozen strips or something. Not even. Yeah. What does a regular bacon cost? A pack of that, like five dollars. No way, it's thirteen dollars. Yeah, five dollars, three dollars. Hmm. Well, we might have a business opportunity here, Doug. Knock off. Yeah. But I bet they don't have a platform like the Plant Based Morning Show to launch their launched their thing from you can get bacon from walmart for 373 for a pack hmm it's pretty cheap that it's is hard cheap. to beat that's uh that's right that's not our customer though we're going we're going after uh you know someone who's willing to pay a little bit more for healthy sustainable yeah ethical food it's our target market. yeah all right we're, are we doing this doug is this are we is this business happening <laughs> i mean well, why not <laughs> We can, right. uh, we can maybe, maybe we can make some uh, some knockoff just egg as well and have a whole yeah. like, breakfast line. There you go. Mm -hmm. I, I like it. All right. Uh, the obligatory cultivated meat uh, bill proposal law news. There's always always something. Uh, this time in the U.S. though, Mike Rounds and John Tester. Uh, Doug, are, you, are they in your circles as a as a town councilman? No, no, I don't know who they are. I don't know what, uh, what state? I don't know. May have deleted that from the article. Um, anyway, they've got the uh, the School Lunch Integrity Act of 2024, and they want to amend nutritional requirements 
that are already established in 1966. Uh, they want to ban cell cultivated meat from the national school lunch program and the school breakfast program. Uh, and Senator Rounds articulated the rationale. He said, our students should not be test subjects for cell cultivated, quote, meat experiments, experiments, uh, South Dakota farmers and ranchers. So he must be South Dakota. South Dakota farmers and ranchers work hard to produce high quality beef products with high quality local beef readily available for our students. There's no reason to be serving fake lab grown meat products in the cafeteria. Uh, oh, and then uh, Senator, Senator Tester, the other guy, he emphasized the quality of Montana's meat production, advocating yeah. for student access. Um, anyway, so there you go. And as soon as I hear them trying to talk about the farmers, I realize that this isn't purely a health issue that they're concerned about. No, it's, uh, no, it's, it's their protecting interests. Yeah. And then yeah. I think, well, that's not really scientific anymore. And they're just, you know, they're just biased. So yeah. I don't know. I it's mean, like, in a way, I like kind Mike of Browns is a Republican from South Dakota and John Tester, a Democrat from Montana. Okay. So bipartisan bill. Look at that. From Ross two the states, aisle. two states that are probably high cattle producers, right? South Dakota and right. Montana. For sure. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, that's, that's silly. Like, why would, why would we assume that, um, that school lunches would be the first to get this cultivated meat? Right. Like, I'm not saying that we need this act and I don't really know. I, I don't really know if they would make this go in school lunches. It, I kind of agree with the like experiments thing. Like it'd be nice to have this stuff out for a few years and make sure, make sure things mm -hmm. are good before we start giving it to all the children. Um, I, I guess I could agree with that part, but once we've got some some evidence that this is safe, uh, I don't know. It seems like it seems like we don't need a law prohibiting it. I mean, but the, all right. One more thing about this. Okay. <laughs> How high do you think that the government issued uh, bacon and ground beef and everything that these kids are eating in their school lunch lunch actually is? Like, it's probably pretty low quality meat. Don't probably. you think? Probably the chicken nuggets on right. uh your sure. lunch plate you're right are low quality right. yeah so this might even if it's an experiment maybe safer maybe safer healthier yeah. cleaner yeah also way more expensive so why would this even be an issue right they're not going to put <laughs> yeah, that on right, school right. lunch menus. definitely definitely for now yeah for now right eventually eventually it will be the same price price parity will be achieved all right and the last but not least actually this is at least uh, luxury vegan chocolates made by Fetcha Chocolates. That's a Scottish company. They will be included in this year's famous Everyone Wins Oscars gift bags. I didn't know about these gift bags, but they are given to all Academy Awards nominees. So the rich get richer. You get to be on TV. You get to be at this amazing party. And then you also get $125,000 worth of gifts, including a luxury holiday, which I guess is a trip somewhere. That's so um, wild. Yeah, just for being nominated, which is, I mean, good for you being nominated. I mean, you deserve it, right? It's a hard competitive mm -hmm. industry, and that's amazing. Yeah. But that just, I mean, it just seems unfair. Uh, <laughs> where's <laughs> my Where's my luxury trip? <laughs> yeah. uh, we we were veg, Veggie Award nominees. We didn't get any. I know. Nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> They could definitely pull together a, a, a gift bag for they us. They could definitely get some vegan chocolates, yeah. at least. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, basically. Exactly. Jody Shuck wants to know where our swag bag is. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the founder, MacArthur, I don't know how her first name here, she said, creating chocolates for this gift bag is a dream come true. 
Uh, she mentioned she looks forward to sharing it with big name Oscar nominees like Bradley Cooper, Emily Blunt, Robert De Niro, Paul Giamatti, Jodie Foster, and Christopher Nolan. Um, yeah. Which of those, Doug, do you, is, do you think is most deserving? I'd say Robert De Niro for Meet the Parents. Excellent work. And uh, Paul Giamatti, Sideways, good movie. <laughs> Jodie Foster was in Little Man Tate. It's a favorite of mine when I was a kid. Oh, Bradley Cooper, Limitless. Bradley so Cooper, I, don't, yeah. I don't know who to pick here. They're all they're all good. All could win. Uh, here's a question: What do you think? How likely do you think that any of those people are to actually eat this chocolate versus their team <laughs> just getting it and, and eating it? Yeah, right. I don't know. That's a good question. Like, do, like remember uh, Mark Zuckerberg had his water glass covered up with a coaster so no one would put poison in it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. you're probably not eating things that are randomly given to you. Uh, uh -huh. I guess there's some betting going on here, but. I don't know. Good question. And would they recognize it's vegan and be like, hey, I'm, I'm uh, this vegan stuff's not so bad. Maybe, maybe I'll start being more vegan. Right. Doubt it. I mean, the, the I guess the, the dream is that your product is, they're just like munching on it while they're sitting on a park bench somewhere and uh, paparazzi takes a photo. And... <laughs> yeah. Or they put it on Instagram. Steven loves, uh, Steven loves these award shows, I think. In this case, he says, where are the turtles? Oh, that's a uh, that's an office reference, I believe. When they give the gift baskets and then they go back to the place and the guy's already eaten the turtles, uh, the little chocolate turtles. Classic, good scene. Uh, but Stephen doesn't Stephen always ask if we watched the award show last night, whatever it was. Maybe just once. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, there you go. So there's your weather report. Uh, that was good. And you know what? That's that's probably the best weather report we've had in a long time, actually. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was four things, all a different topic. Uh, yeah. And they were all good. So I hope we can keep getting weather reports like that. Uh, okay, time for the feature story of the day. The one we pivoted to, away from the protein. Uh, this sounds like an Onion article, the first uh, the first headline. Vegan restaurant adds meat to its menu. And that's just telegraph.co.uk. It sounds like a local paper thing might do, but instead it's the national newspaper. Vegan restaurant adds meat to its menu. <laughs> uh, Nomas Gastrobar struggles to attract customers as Britain's veganism boom loses steam. So it's called Nomas. I don't know if it's like a Spanish play, Nomas, or if it's Nomas. I don't know. Um, Uh-oh, I'm getting I'm getting blocked from the article. Okay, I got it again. Um, all right, so this is just one example. Doesn't seem like a big deal. But there happens to be another article on the same day uh, that says, could putting meat on the menu, save the vegan fast food sector. And this is from, uh, this is from restaurantonline.co.uk. And they actually cite this, this Nomas diner situation or Nomas gastro bar situation uh, in their article. But mostly they're talking about another brand uh, that has like four different kind of fast food outposts around London or around uh, UK. And then they're kind of talking about making a new chain. Like they have a diner version of their chain and expanding that, uh, to be like a hybrid to have, have vegan stuff and, and the meat stuff. So we talked about this yesterday a little bit or related to this. We said, should the vegan meats and the vegan cheeses in the grocery store, should that stuff be in its own section or should it be mixed in with everything else? Uh, you know, a little bit of a different issue, but not that different because to go get the right. vegan fish, for example, you'd have to go see all the dead fish. And that, that's kind of, it's not that different from the experience of going and ordering fish in a restaurant where, or vegan fish in a restaurant where they serve regular fish and you wonder what goes on in the kitchen or if there's contact and all that. So it's really not that different at all, um, which is why this seemed like a significant 
thing. Um, in the case of Nomas, he says they basically, the, of course, they meant it to be a vegan place. Um, but the reality of the situation now is the people are leaving the restaurant because of the vegan factor. Most people are not vegan. Um, so they will not pay for this English breakfast with bacon and sausage that is plant-based. Uh, and many people walk out straight after or straight out after reading its menus. So they're going to be adding pork sausages, bacon, and eggs to the menus, as well as now serving pork and chicken heroes and beef burgers. So they're just going for it, right? This isn't just adding. Yeah, that's, that's just a regular old restaurant <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with right, maybe some. Right. Yeah, I hope that they keep some vegan options too. But I mean, you, you have to imagine they would, but. I also imagine like there will be like if it's really successful and people are ordering the other stuff, you could see some places just going, just getting mm. rid of the vegan part and just being like a maybe healthy food restaurant or something. Um, so anyway, they, they say a lot more problems with this is all the well-told decline of, of veganism as far as commercial interests go uh, happening in the UK, big run up on uh, in the run up to the Christmas holiday, there was meat, fish, poultry, dairy spending went way up. Uh, and the vegan stuff did not rebound in January as it typically does, or not to the extent that it typically does. So they're saying that even in the UK, where it seems like vegan stuff has been much more, you know, popular than in the United States recently, uh, even there, the the bubble is seeming to burst a bit, and people are are just wanting their meat and cheese again. So, um, you know, I don't know, Doug. What what do you think here? I mean. At first, I thought this is this is bad. Like, th th there's always needs to be a place for a lot of vegan restaurants because right. people don't want cross contamination. They want to be able to go and look at the whole menu and you know know that they're among their people. But I've been saying for years that I kind of if I get more excited about going out to eat if I'm going to a regular omnivore restaurant and I know they have a good vegan item for me because I just feel like they they just know food better. And I mean that's probably unfair, but. I feel like there's a lot of vegan restaurants that only exist because they're vegan and like you get some vegan supporters, but the food's not really that good. It that's yeah. not often the case with like a regular restaurant. There, it's a different competitive space they're in. They got to be good. Maybe Mr. Jeffrey can talk to us about this. Uh, and I don't know. I just feel like if they if if they can if they're really good at food and they care about the vegan dish or dishes that they offer, you can get something really good. And it's just to me a more exciting vibe. So I think I'm in favor of this. I think I like this. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Doug? So, I mean, first of all, I think that if, if someone wants to open a vegan restaurant, they should open a vegan restaurant, right? Like, uh, and shouldn't feel like they have to serve meat. Yeah, um, but, just, but you gotta sell stuff too. And if no one's buying, well, vegan right. stuff anymore. Totally. I mean, you know, if it's not working out, then, you know, then you gotta either figure out like, maybe this is not something I want to do, or I gotta adapt and create something that people actually want. Uh, mm -hmm. and maybe that is meat. You know, if I were going to open a restaurant, it would probably be, um, it'd probably be like a vegetarian restaurant. You know, I think about, um, my brother-in-law ran a vegetarian, uh, like breakfast lunch spot okay. for several years. And, you know, they're like egg and cheese bagels and sandwiches and stuff like that were their best sellers. And I think they, you know, had plenty of business, like business was not an issue. Uh, everything else was vegetarian or vegan. There was no meat there. Um, but you know, like having that egg and cheese was kind of this like gateway for a lot of people who don't necessarily want their bacon on their breakfast sandwich. Right. Um, but, you know, but want the egg or something like that. And and I think like that makes a lot of sense. And it kind of, you know, it doesn't entirely align with my values, but, you know, at least it's closer than cooking up a bunch of sausages. So I, I do think that that would probably be the way to go. And you see that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we see that in the Asheville restaurant scene. Like there's quite a few 
vegetarian spots that aren't fully vegan. Right. Yeah. So I guess I'm wondering if this is indicative of a bigger trend happening. I've been talking for a little while about this idea that I think people, I think the flexitarian thing is, is coming in a, in a big way that I think, I think a lot of vegans are going to go away. And I hope that a lot of omnivores are going to reduce their meat consumption and come the way of very plant forward diet. Um, you don't eat any, you know, fake vegan meats. You have a little bit of regular actual meat sometimes, which I don't know how ethically you handle that. That seems hard. Um, mm -hmm. But I could just sort of see this happening. And like, there's, there's also mentioned in this article by, by the, the owner of, uh, I think it's called Uwe, the restaurant, O-O-W-E-E. -E. Yeah, they're like the main focus of this, this restaurant online article. Um, they talk about that, like, that, and I don't know quite how this fits in, but they mentioned exactly this. They said people, people want the, the vegetables now. Uh, they don't want the fake meat patties anymore. Uh, they're noticing mm -hmm. that demand too. So, so you and I have seen that. Uh, we noticed that kind of, for, we experienced that, I think, as we started the show and started trying more and more fake meats. We started just wanting the other stuff. Then we started seeing headlines and articles saying that same thing. And now uh, now it's it's you know here as well. So I'm, I'm just starting to think this is a thing, uh, that, that this is a real thing that's happening. And I just wonder, like, I guess, I don't know, somehow it seems like that actually makes it easier. Like if everyone, and maybe this is very wishful thinking, but like, is everyone focusing much more wanting whole foods now than they used to? Do people, are they just less interested in ultra processed foods and processed things? Therefore, they don't want the plant-based meats, um, but they also want more vegetables. And like, people just want a place where they can go and get actual good food. Because I think, I think that'd be, uh, I don't know. Like I can imagine myself, if there was a restaurant that served fantastic veggie burger, with made from real yeah. veggies or just really, yeah. really good vegetable dishes, but they also had meat. And I just kind of had this sense that the stuff I was ordering was not touching the meat. wasn't near the meat stuff. Uh, I don't know. I could just see that working really well. And yeah, like yeah a yeah. vegetable centric kind of restaurant that still serves some meat um, and didn't do the vegan fake stuff. I don't know. It just, I know that I don't think I'm making a good case for this, but I can just sort of see that, uh, that con convergence happening between these, this vegan health, whole food world and the and the omnivorous whole food world uh yeah kind of come together did you um do you ever go to green sage yes in in Nashville. yep i i like that restaurant a lot and it is it's not vegan it's not vegetarian they serve meat you know maybe half the items are are, are meat items mm -hmm. but the other half are are vegan or or at least close to that amount are and i just i felt like it was like good quality right had like tempeh or tofu scramble or something like that not um you know there's a black bean burger i'm looking at the menu I think they have a sausage no too that they that they make in-house homemade of homemade sausage yeah. you know there, yeah there's no like beyond stuff and that kind of thing and i just i mean anytime we're looking and we're in nashville and we want a place to get lunch or, or breakfast food or brunch or something like that like that's the first place i think of mm -hmm. um because it's, it's so vegan friendly but also like you said just kind of attracts people who want to eat a healthy meal Right. Yeah. Uh, and I could, I could see that being a very successful model for people, but how does that align with values? Like if you're a vegan and you want to open a restaurant, like. Right. That'd be hard. I think vegans would have to stop opening restaurants and it just <laughs> leave it to the omnivores or the, the people who are these, this new kind of flexitarian that I'm envisioning. Uh, they're the ones who open the restaurants. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, fast food is its own beast, I think. And when people go to get fast food, they're kind of generally looking for junk food. But if Burger King made a fantastic, true veggie burger that mm -hmm. was really good, would anybody order it there? And by the way, in Germany, they had a they had one of these. They had a I forget what it was called, but it, the Veggie King or something. It was it was it was kind of disappointing because I was wanting like an actual like you know vegan fake meat thing I couldn't get over here. And I got that. I was like, this is a veggie burger. I can get that in the grocery store, in the freezer. Yeah, I would but eat would it. People, I think people would eat. Would they? Who would get it? The vegans saying I don't want a Beyond Burger or an Impossible I mean, Whopper. Like so get that. There have to be a lot of people who are looking for a truly healthier option. And when they, you know, now that everyone understands that the Whopper isn't all that healthier, the, the Impossible Whopper isn't really any healthier. Except for AOL.com. They, they still don't know. They, they still don't know. But, you know, I mean, I, I have to imagine there are people who want that. Because there are people who go to Wendy's and order a salad, like a, like a chicken salad, mm -hmm. right? Because that's healthier than right. the chicken sandwich. Right. And, uh, and, and maybe you know, more omnivores would try that thing too. Because, right, because there's all this anti-fake meat rhetoric that i i just think some people who wanted a healthier thing even though they're at burger king might say i'm, I'm gonna get that thing made out of vegetables and stuff mm -hmm. i don't know this should have been my trend of the year prediction actually i think it's a little too early this is my trend of the of the five years so the end of 2025 is when i think we're gonna be living in this world <laughs> uh all right a couple comments here steven has eaten three times at green sage enjoyed it yeah good place nice. I like good sage, green sage. Uh, Jody Shuck's favorite Asheville restaurant is Nine Mile. That is also, to me, underappreciated Asheville yeah, restaurant. You're right it's, about that. It's not a vegetarian place, right? No, no. Thanks for they've, got, they've got a couple dishes. They mix pasta and Jamaican flavors, mm -hmm. and they're just they're just good. Delicious food, in my opinion. It's a good... Man, we got a lot of Asheville knowledgeable people. Brandon Turner, Laughing Seed is a great Asheville as well. That's Laughing a vegetarian, so they have vegan and vegetarian. Oh, is that right? They're not fully vegan. Okay. They serve, they serve eggs and stuff like that. And I think the Jason from Plant, did he did he start out at Laughing Seed? Am I right about that? Ooh, I don't know. I might be wrong about that. So there's something about Laughing Seed that that has some bit of history like that. Uh, yeah, Laughing Seed is a good place. Um, all right, Kate says, Kate I, know, says I, know, I know a lot of people who avoid red meat and would love a good, inexpensive veggie burger. Yeah, people who, who I guess... Might otherwise get the chicken sandwich or something at a Burger King, but mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think many people get that. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but they'd get a veggie burger. Yeah. And let's see. Uh, Garuda Legend says, the thing is, there's a shift where people are avoiding processed food now and realizing meat is not unhealthy. It will be hard for vegan restaurants because of that. I was kind of thinking that exact same thing. Uh, the the Whopper customer does probably realize that the Whopper is unhealthy and they might choose a, a veggie burger instead. The restaurant goer who has an option to get a, you know, grass fed burger, they probably don't think that is unhealthy. Uh, maybe they do. Maybe there's still some red meat equals unhealthy, uh, you know, leftover and, and may or may not be true. I, I think processed red meat is more or less unequivocally unhealthy, but I don't know about regular red meat. Um, but so that this is this is tough. If people think that meat is healthy, then my thesis kind of goes out the window. I mean, I guess they still want some vegetables, but if they still want that meat at the center of every meal plate because they think it's healthy, then uh, you know, then we're kind of screwed. I guess we don't get any restaurants. Mm -hmm. 
Um, all right, Mr. Jeffrey, who has restaurant experience, says the restaurant industry is so fussy, you kind of have to have something for everyone nowadays if you want any chance to survive. And that is interesting because I, you know, most businesses you kind of don't do that. You 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 just pick mm. your niche and go for it and let you know let the people who it's not for, it's fine. It's just not for them. Um, and that's how you really resonate with the people who it is for. And I think that happened with vegan stuff for a while, but may, maybe just like with the burgers, there was too much inflow of investment. Like maybe just too many vegan restaurants opened up thinking the world's going that way. And now it's just competitive and hard to hard to survive as the number of vegans, you know, get smaller, um, which it is in the United States anyway. So yeah, I don't, I don't know how you do that, but I have perhaps... never thought there are too many vegan restaurants. I mean, like I've never been to a place where I'm like, oh, there's just too many of them. You know? Mm -hmm. Have you? No, but as soon as I think as if we're if we're such a small niche, as soon as we're like satisfied with how many there are, it means there's too mm. many. That's yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. I do not know. I'm not sure what, what the future is here. Follow um, up from Mr. Jeffrey. It's because people go out to eat together, so you need to please the group, whereas right shop for their own okay. can do that especially and that, that makes a lot of sense yeah so other businesses where it's a niche individual shopping choice you can you can target you can narrow be narrow there but in a place mm -hmm. where community focused thing um it, you have to cater to more people that was also mentioned in this article the idea of people going out together to eat um and that that does make a lot of sense it, it does i don't know like what if every restaurant just had if it, if it became more of a thing that let's say there were fewer vegan restaurants in the world but there were many more restaurants had a quarter or an eighth of their menu space dedicated to plant-based options. Um, and it was just a, it was just a thing. And it was just sort of known that those, you don't mingle the foods or the, you know, everyone's generally careful about not, not mixing, not cross contaminating and all that. I, I could see that being fine. I could see that vegans and, and omnivores going out together and eating and mm -hmm. being all right. I don't you know. There, there's a barbecue restaurant here in town that, um, that just changed their menu and they, they said that they adjusted it because of uh, increasing demand or, or increasing requests from people. And, uh, and the like main adjustment is they now have two vegan options. Ah, I thought it was interesting. Um, that is interesting. And so I mean, they didn't, the they hardly had any vegetarian options, honestly, like it was, it was mm -hmm. very meat heavy, but um, you know, so now it kind of, well, it's more balanced and I could actually eat there, I guess, but. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of opposite of what you're, what you're saying, but also uh, in line with people want to go out together and want to, you know, like right. have, and that's, that's like the flip side, which you wouldn't really think about much, but like if, if vegan restaurants are adding meat to their menus, uh, will we in turn see, that means more vegans are now choosing restaurants that aren't strictly vegan because they're choosing these places that have decent vegan options. You'd think there'd be yeah. some amount of pressure, not a lot, cause it's not a, a lot of people still. But that other, some restaurants would see that opportunity who only serve meat things, opportunity to say, I'm going to be like them. And I'm going to also also have vegans interested in our place uh, so I can compete, you know, be in the same conversation or decision for a vegan consumer as some of these vegan places that now serve meat. Yeah. So I don't know. All right. Steven has hit the nail on the head. Matt is forming his own veggie version of the I have a dream speech. It's <laughs> exactly right. I, this is my this is my big moment right here. This is as, this is as uh, impassioned as I get. So I hope you're inspired, everyone listening to this. <laughs> well, there's a lot of right. out of this episode. Uh, we started a new business. <laughs> yeah. your, your, I have a dream speech. <laughs> yeah. 
That's right. The perfect weather report. I mean, it was a good good day. Yeah, the perfect weather report. Yeah. All right. Well, we're we're just at the end. Eleven forty-five. Perfect timing. So, uh, very nice end to a very good episode. Thank you, everyone, for attending. Thank you for lots and lots of comments. Uh, Smash yeah. that like button. Smash the like button. Check out No Meat Athlete Radio, the feed. If you're a podcast listener, a listener of podcasts, even if you come to this show live, check out the No Meat Athlete Radio feed because. Uh, I put up yesterday's episode that involved Isabel uh, talking about who in her early days of No Meat Athlete Radio fandom, was she more of a Doug or a Matt fan? So you can hear that answer. Uh, I, I, I listened just for that. <laughs> I did too. And it was actually more uh, more even than I than I kind of remember. Yeah, it was great. I felt <laughs> great response. I felt, I felt good about it. <laughs> she yeah. came for the Doug. She stayed for the Matt. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, right. that's true. Good. Britter says, NMA in the queue for this afternoon. I'd love to hear that, British. Thank you for that. Uh, and I don't know how to pronounce this one. Ethel Hades. Ethel Hades says, I just joined, but bye. Thanks, guys. I don't know if that means they joined and they're done or they're joined and the episode's the episode. done. So they'll be back. Yeah. Hopefully. But I always like new people. Um, again, reminder, the plant-based morning show episodes will soon be on that No Made Out Radio feed. I'll probably put them on there this week and there will be overlap. They'll be on both feeds, but pretty soon it's only going to be on that feed. So you want to subscribe to that one. You'll get a few other pieces of content each week. If you don't like them, you can just filter them out. But, you know, Doug and I are going to be on two of them. Uh, I'll be on the other one. Three of them. Or, oh, yeah, oh, sorry. We'll be on one of the new ones. I'll be on both of the new ones usually. Not always, but often. Uh, so hopefully you'll enjoy that content as well. There's new cover art coming. It's going to be new great. Cover art, new lighting potentially. We, a new microphone for Isabel has been ordered. Uh, I'm going to get blinds for my for my office because the sun pours in in the afternoon when we do the other show and it's a disaster. <clears throat> so a lot of changes happening and maybe we'll get the music even better with a roadcaster. We'll see. There you go. All right. Anyway, that's it. Thanks everyone for coming. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>